minutes I and 13 seconds. I hope I seconds. wasn't too rambly. I had my notes. <laughs> Tried not to go off. No, the you were great. Remember the course you were in as a kid? How about your high school marching band? Or maybe it's just that one class you took in college or summer camp at the local community theater. Or maybe it's exploring being on stage as an adult for the first time. In every arts organization, there are hundreds of stories of how those experiences change people's lives. We want to hear and share those stories. These are the stories of impact and change making through an organization called Central Florida Community Arts. Through this journey, you will meet people who lead or intersect with our mission to build and serve community through the arts. On this episode, you will hear from Leah Parada, Director of Education over our youth programs and academy. Hi, Leah. Hi there. It's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, you know, that's a fancy title, Director of Education over Youth Programs and Academy. What does that mean? Yeah, it is. Um, So we have two directors of education at CFC Arts. It's myself and then my good friend, Kaylee who I believe has already um, had an episode on the podcast. She Um, did. Yeah, she's awesome. She oversees our curriculum and research. So what I oversee specifically is our youth programs, um, which includes musical theater, instrumental music, and vocal music programs for ages three and up, um, and our academy, which is private lessons and classes for all ages. Nice. So big responsibility. (laughs) So tell me, Leah, what is your, as you think about your journey of becoming, because you're an artist yourself, you're a performer, um, you went to school for this, now you're in a leadership position. What are some of the maybe first memories you have of doing something artistic? Yeah. So um, my parents put me in acting classes when I was very young. I think I was like five Um, I actually won a young inventors contest when I was a little kid um, in like preschool. Um, And they took all the winners around to different talk shows and stuff. And I got to be on the tonight show with with Jay Leno at the time. What? Um, I didn't know that. (laughs) That's how I started. So I'm talking to a famous person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they put me on and um, asked me questions. And I still I don't obviously remember the whole experience. But I do remember standing on the stage and looking out at the live audience and seeing the lights and, you know, all that fun stuff. And so my parents, you know, realized how much I enjoyed it and put me in acting lessons um, immediately as soon as we got home. I think I was five, maybe, maybe six. And, um, and I am still friends with some of my classes from when I was that little. I actually, my college roommate was in that first acting class I took at age five. Um, wow. Yeah. So pretty crazy. But that was my sort of little spark of that. I liked, you know, doing things in front of people. And I, um, I say now, you know, sort of jokingly, but sort of true that I'm retired <laughs> from performing. <laughs> Um, I, I was a performer for a while, but when I got into college, I realized I didn't really like that. You know, I didn't want to do that as a career. What I really loved was bringing the arts to other people, whether that's through education or directing or advocacy. Um, so most of my work in college was centered around that. And, um, and yeah, I've been lucky to do it ever since. So you, you come back as a performer at least once a year for the annual staff cabaret. So I know that True. you have to keep your, <laughs> you have to keep your chops up for that. But so you started out young in lights on the tonight show, then went into acting and performing. Do you remember maybe that pivotal moment where you decided that performing wasn't for you and that you really wanted to create opportunity for others? 
Yeah, I was, gosh, I think maybe 14 years old, 13 or 14. And I was acting at um, a theater called Columbus Children's Theater, which is a semi-professional children's theater back in my hometown of Columbus, Ohio. Um, I was in a musical and um, the director, uh, who's also the artistic director, very recently retired, um, Bill Goldsmith, he was sort of a mentor to me growing up, um, great guy. And he noticed that I had sort of an eye for directing and working with the younger students. And so he sort of took me under his wing and taught me the basics of directing and what to look for and how to talk to younger actors. And he actually let me direct a scene in that show um, and then coached me through my college auditions and um, gave me my first internship and then my first job um, in teaching theater. And, um, so he really, if it wasn't for him sort of taking that chance on me, I'm not sure where I would be now. (laughs) Wow. So do you say that Bill Goldsmith is one of your biggest artistic influences through your career? Yeah, definitely. I actually, um, met him when I was very young, maybe seven or eight, but I had to audition for him more than 14 times before he actually cast me in anything. (laughs) Um, Other people were casting me in things, but he was not. Um, He really showed me, you know, the value of hard work and, you know, building up trust in your community, um, putting in the hours, putting in the training. Um, And then when I did, you know, get to work with him, it was so um, rewarding. And he's been a mentor, you know, even, even now to me through my adult life. Wow. Is there anybody else that, and that makes sense that you, when you say those things that he taught you and that he instilled in you, I see that in you today and your leadership. So I know that, I know that was definitely an influence on you. Anybody else that, uh, that stands out to you as someone who really helped shape who you are today as an artist and as an educator? Yeah. So Bill sort of was on the professional side, but on the community side, um, there's a performer, not a performer, director um, in my hometown Uh, named Robin Brenneman, who together with her um, husband, Ken, who's since passed on, um, they ran the Hilliard Arts Council. Hilliard's a little suburb of Columbus where I actually went to school. And um, they just poured everything into bringing theater, you know, to life um, in that little suburb um, and providing opportunities for the community. So it started before me, it started as a big summer musical, you know, once a summer, the whole community would get together, you know, more than 50 people, um, usually around 80 people would get together and put on a big show. You know, we did The King and I, and we did Mame and, and all these big shows. And now they actually have a full season of um, uh, concerts. You know, they have instrumental concerts, small singing groups, um, theater shows, and then they do camps and classes as well. Um, And Robin really taught me um, the value of bringing the arts to the community, providing a place for everyone to perform, Mm -hmm. but also come and experience. Um, She was the first director who I saw, you know, really putting differently abled people in groups together, giving people that didn't have training a chance to work with people that were really seasoned professionals. Um, We had people that were really very professional come and work on those community shows just to get to work with with Robin. So she was the first one who really showed me that community-based arts um, can still be very excellent while still giving everyone the chance to take part. So I feel like that's something we really espouse at CFC Arts. Mm. And there's multiple ways that you can, you know, be involved in the arts in a career. And there's the professional side mm-hmm. and then there's the community side. So do you think it was part of her influence that, that made you choose the route of maybe not profession, 
directing professional kids theater or professional theater in general, but really reaching out to the community. Yeah. And, you know, between her influence, Bill's influence, other people, I've gotten the chance to do both. Um, You know, I've gotten the chance to do some work in professional theater and and the arts. And I really find that um, community work feeds, feeds me, you know, more feeds my soul, but also allows me to have the maximum influence on my community for good. Um, so yeah, I would say that's definitely partially due to um, to Robin and and of course Ken as well. That's awesome. I hope that they can they both hear this podcast. Oh. They're both still with us. <laughs> well, Robin is. Um, okay. Ken unfortunately has passed on. Um, was a wonderful mm. man, but I will make sure that Robin gets the link so that she knows we're singing her praises. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, so. Leah, there are many moments I know, even since you've been here at CFC Arts, that have made you proud and made those that know you and around you proud. But is there anything that stands out in your journey that you look back on and and really just exceptionally makes you proud? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. There's so many things that make me so proud. I'm always really proud when I see our groups of students take the stage. There's so much that goes into that. Um, that people don't see, even parents, you know, don't always see the things that our kids overcome. Um, I'm always proud to see all their pride, their joy, and then the camaraderie and friendship that they develop. Um, And I wish, I know there's no way to do this, but I wish that everyone in the audience knew every child's story the way that Mm. our staff does, you know, because what you might see as, you know, a, a decently executed jazz square <laughs> or a <laughs> right. somewhat on pitch solo, you know, we might see as a major victory for a child with, um, you know, low verbal skills who's on the um, autism spectrum or a child who is um, dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder from, you know, their birth parents and is now recovering in the foster system. Um, you just the audience doesn't always know. But our staff members mm-hmm. like myself, we have the privilege um, to be so proud of those students and their achievements. So I can't pick just one group. There's always something to be super proud of in every every mm-hmm. season. I love that, Leah. What are some things when a kid gets on stage or even when they, you know, really have good moments in rehearsals? What, what is that building in a young life? Yeah, I mean, I think back on myself, I didn't have a particularly challenging childhood, but everybody goes through, you know, their different phases and stages of development. And I think back on how much it meant to me when I achieved something that I didn't think I could, or that was really hard for me, um, or that my um, teaching staff, you know, whoever that was in that moment, um, really worked hard on with me. And I just, I know how much confidence that built up in me, how much that um, made me believe that I could do whatever it was that I put my mind to, even if it wasn't performing. Um, it made me in some cases feel the confidence to, you know, branch out and develop new friendships, new relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I, as I mentioned before, some of those relationships I built in the arts um, are really lifelong and have lasted me, you know, my entire life and are still people that I can go back to and lean on, you know, when I need to now. Um, I met my best friend through one of Robin Brenneman's programs um, at Hilliard Arts Council when we were five or six, I think, and she's still my best mm. friend. <laughs> and we've worked together since. Um, so you, what you might not you know, see as a visitor or as an audience member is how much confidence, how much friendship, how much, um, how much 
influence that moment might be having on a child's whole life. Um, luckily, you know, we know from experience. So that's what we're going to try and make happen for all the kids who want to be part of our programs. I love that. And sometimes the performance is just the byproduct of the journey that they've had the entire season preparing because there's so much that they've learned about themselves interacting with their, you know, with their fellow theater friends or the social connection aspect, or like you said, confidence. And so much of that is what you get to experience Mm -hmm. beyond did they deliver their lines and did they sing their solo and did they come on stage at the right time? All of that really is minimal compared to um, all the things that they get to experience on, on the way, um, which is which is the, a beautiful thing about art and something that a lot of people don't get to experience unless you are in it like we are, which is um, which is mm-hmm. really cool. So beyond your career, uh, how does art play a role in your life today? Yeah, um, I it's a hard question to answer for me just because I've been so involved in the arts really since I can remember. Um, it never really crossed my mind to do anything else <laughs> with my life. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I find that the best things to do for me when I'm unplugging and relaxing are still artistic in some way, you know, whether that's, um, you know, helping with worship at my church or um, I really love baking and cooking and that's an art in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I find that it does infuse, uh, infuse my life in, in all different types of ways. My husband and I, you know, never don't have music on around the house. You know, we're never not going to go and enjoy something that's artistic, you know, whether that's immersed downtown or a friend's show or a comedy show or, you know, what have you. It's just what I'm drawn to. And I find that it makes life richer. And we're, you know, currently still living in this global pandemic. And can you imagine having to go through this without art? No. <laughs> um, I, I can't, right? Like, I mean, whether it's poetry or reading or a movie or singing or, in, you know, any of those things that we've all turned to during this time, it, I hope it is proof that art is really truly essential uh, to our well-being. Um, I, I couldn't imagine without it. Um, so how did you come to CFC Arts? I mean, I know the story, but tell yeah, our listeners. Yeah, so it was definitely um, just an excellent series of strange circumstances. Um, I had been in Naples working as director of education for a regional theater there. My husband and I, after three years, decided to relocate, um, not because of anything you know that we didn't like uh, about the theater or about Naples, just because we felt that we wanted to live in a city that had more of a focus on families and Um, community and children and was less of a retirement focus community. (laughs) Um, And so I took, you know, a temporary job teaching theater for a year. That was great. But I I felt like my um, gifts weren't really being utilized. I felt like I was only having an impact on a small amount of students um, and not on the community as a whole. Um, You know, so I was looking for something that was more up my alley, more Um, fulfilling that community outreach um, side of what I love about the arts. And I went back to Naples for the summer to help um, run their summer camps down there. And I met my friend Corey, um, who used to be one of Donald Roop's students. And Donald Roop, for anyone listening who doesn't know, runs our theater program, is a fantastic director and um, has been a theater educator for a long time. And Corey was like, have you have you checked out Central Florida Community Arts? And I had actually come across the website and I said, yeah, I I just um, 
you know, I don't know much about them. And he said, well, my friend Donald works there. So you've got to check it out. If he works there, it's got to be fantastic. So he reached out to Donald, um, who put in a little, you know, word on my behalf, you know, hey, maybe you guys should meet this girl, even though he didn't know me, which I will always be so grateful for. Um, and I was able to set up an interview to chat with, you know, you, Josh, and with um, Kat Gray, who was our, our founder director of education, um, and some of the other staff members. And I just immediately felt like, you know, these are my people. <laughs> and This is where I should be. So it was an easy decision um, to join the team as long as you guys would have me. And we're so glad you came and you came at the perfect time. We were about to offer the role to someone else. <laughs> and then we met you and we're like, this is the right person. You know, you, like a lot of our team members, uh, are in this beautiful position where you're the you're the only the second mm -hmm. person to to lead all of our youth programs and to lead our academy and a lot of our education initiatives. And you took still a very fledgling program and and now are making it your own and uh, you've done beautiful Thank work you. Leah and, and take you're very welcome in taking this program from Kat our the pre, uh, founder of our youth programs what are what are some things that you're really uh, proud of and excited of that have started since you've been yeah, in leadership? well it's funny one of the things that I'm most proud of I don't I don't technically oversee anymore which is our outreach programs um, we did obviously have those when I started you know we were always active in some of the schools and um, homeless shelters and things like that but I am really passionate as you know about reaching the community so um, I, I really helped, I think, foster even more of those programs and relationships with community organizations through education, not just, you know, performing, but also just through, hey, can we bring a, you know, a singing class to your shelter? Can we bring a guitar class? Um, can we work with your population, um, you know, through the arts this way? And um, we have seen a great increase in our involvement with other organizations through education, I think, um, since I joined the team. Um, I also have really enjoyed getting to grow our programs for differently abled people. Um, we have our program Upbeat Musical Theater, which is run under our academy that I oversee. And Kaylee Ann is a great um, collaborator with me, the other director of education on this program. She and I have worked on it side by side. Um, and that allows our students, both young adults and teenagers right now, although I think we're probably going to open it to younger students very soon here, um, to experience musical theater and plays um, as actors, whether um, their diagnosis be Down syndrome, autism, or something else. That's um, a place for them to, to take center stage, and, and I've really loved working on that program as well. I love that. And you've been able to continue that and really even enhance yeah. it in this virtual <laughs> world. Uh, and you're reaching students yeah, from all we have over, students right? students actually out of state now from um, the New England area and, you know, other places in the Upper South. So it's sort of spread like wildfire in these virtual times. Awesome. So what words would you use to describe CFC uh, I think the number one that I'm sure that we hear a lot from people is family. Um, it really is a family mm. Um, we don't just have students, we have, you know, members, we have families that are, are part of our, of our community, and we always um, prioritize that. I would say friendship, um, community, and, uh, and support. You know, we're a community that's going to reach out and wrap our arms around you if you are going through something, um, or if your organization has a need, or if your population um, has a hole that they need filled 
with the arts. Um, and a lot of organizations just exist to do good art, which is still noble and still important, but we exist for, um, for supporting others. And I think that that's really beautiful. Hmm. You know, it's interesting because I always think that I know the answer to this when I ask that question, because that, mm -hmm. that's an important question that I want to ask to all of our guests. What, do, how do you describe it? And every single person, I mean, this is only like <laughs> episode eight, <laughs> but every person has described it completely different. I'm like, I'm waiting for the connector perform and, and every person has used their own words. And it, that's been beautiful that everybody knows our mission, but it means something different to each person. So I, I love that. You kind of answered this question already, but I'm wondering if there's more to it. What do you feel makes CFC Arts unique? How does it stand out differently from yeah, other organizations? I think it really, for me, I know this is probably another question that people have answered a million different ways. Um, for me, it boils down to opportunity. There are so many places where people are told no. You know, there are so many places where you get met with rejection or it's only for the top, you know, 0.1% of artists who are elite or, um, or kids who are just, you know, talented enough um, to make it or, you know, somebody who's putting um, limits on what really is such a subjective and, and should be an open and, and broad community of artists. Um, so for me, I think uh, CFC Arts opportunities for everyone to enjoy the arts, whether as a performer or as an audience member or as a supporter, um, is is what makes us stand apart. I, you know, and I and I'm certainly not trying to say anything negative about any other organizations because I think everyone has a vital piece of the puzzle. But we're the place where you can come and belong, no matter who you are. And I think that's what sets us apart. Hmm. That's beautiful. This podcast is about our stories. So can you share uh, about someone's journey who that you know has been impacted by yeah, this organization? Yeah, I'm not going to use names because I mostly work with kids. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to stay sensitive to that. <laughs> but one of, the, um, one of the stories that really sticks with me always is a young man who's been with us for, I think, going on three years. I think this summer will be his third year with us. He is in... Um, about sixth grade now. He came to us through a really wonderful social worker um, who is a great partner with CFC Arts. Many of her students um, join us for different programs throughout the year, but this particular child um, is a special case. Uh, she, he has, um, he's on the autism spectrum. He has some other um, past traumas that he's working through um, and has been through a lot in just a few years of life. And so his social worker has been trying to find, had been trying to find somewhere for him to feel confident, to make friends and to not be judged. Um, so he joined us, um, I think three summers ago for a camp and we did have, we did have some issues. We ran into some concerns, <laughs> um, not knowing how to express himself, you know, appropriately, not knowing how to interact with other students, you know, a lot of tears, a lot of, um, a lot of yelling, nothing, nothing, you know, scary, um, but just, just an mm -hmm. unhappy child. And the, the thing that puzzled us was that, yes, these things would happen. But then um, if we tried to remove him from the situation, he really wanted to perform and he would, um, he would say, no, I want to do it. I want, I want to be here. I want to be here. And if, if a child or an adult, as, as you know, Josh says, I want to be here, we're going to find a way for them to be here. 
Um, so right. our teachers, <laughs> man, they deserve a gold star for <laughs> that whole summer. They just worked with this child until they found a way to get through to him. They just did. They put in the work. They put in the extra time. They talked with mom. They talked with big sister. They talked with our social worker friend. Um, and by the end of the summer, um, he really felt comfortable with us and he stuck with us. He's been with our programs in um, a variety of different ways ever since then for, for going on three years, um, every semester of, of the school year and every summer he's with us. And we've seen um, just incredible growth in him as a human being, <laughs> as a performer. Um, he really mm. is a talented young man, but you know, he is not the same kid. Um, that we met three summers ago and um, his heart is so big. Um, you know, we, we've just seen him grow so much in compassion, um, you know, in understanding, in self-expression. And, um, and I've spoken of course, frequently to his family and his social worker about it. And they all attribute his experience in the arts um, with us and us not giving up on him um, to that. You know, he had been several other places where, they just did not have the bandwidth to, to deal um, with, with some of his behaviors. And, um, and we, our staff, to their credit, put in the work and continues to put in the work. Um, and he is such a different kid because of it and such an amazing kid. Um, we're really proud that he actually goes out and now represents us in the community at, at some events, sings, you know, for mm -hmm. some of our partners and um, performs uh, out in public representing CFC Arts. So it's not something if you asked me three summers ago, if I thought he would be doing that, I would say probably not. Um, but we stuck with him. Mm -hmm. And and that's, you know, I think that's my longest impact um, story that I can think of. It, it's been really rewarding to be part of that journey. And that story is representative of so many students oh, yeah. that you serve, <laughs> Leah, so many students that you impact. It's an example of the kind of work that we do with students. And I, I think it's beautiful that you said he really grew as a human being and then you followed with yeah. and as a performer, right? Like that's the power of the arts that not only does it affect us as, it, you know, creative, creative people and as people who can express themselves, but it really impacts us mm -hmm. as human beings. And uh, I appreciate your commitment to accessibility because that, that story is proof of, of living out our mission of, of reaching yeah. everyone. So thank you. <laughs> so how are we, uh, living out our mission with youth right yeah, now there's virtually. so many ways um i could i could read a laundry list but i won't um we have taken all of our summer camps virtually so that there is a reason for our kids to have meaningful interaction throughout the summer i've heard from so many families whether families of a three-year-old you know that just needs some stimulation to families of a 17 year old who say how am i going to get my kid to get out of bed in the morning before two o'clock um and we are providing mm -hmm. that uh, programming um, all summer for ages three and up. Um, anyone still enrolled in school can, can take part in those summer camps. Um, we've taken our academy, our private lessons and classes, totally virtual, as you know. Um, so we're really proud that our, our teachers are well-trained on virtual learning. And we've seen um, some incredible growth already um, over the spring semester in our, in our virtual private lesson students. I had the honor of hosting our recital just the other weekend. And it was so rewarding to see 
um, all of those students be so proud of what they'd accomplished and to know that they did it um, through distance learning. And, um, and so we're continuing that for the summer. As we mentioned, um, we have our uh, upbeat program for uh, young adults and teenagers um, all over uh, the ability spectrum. Uh, they're working on right now a, an original show that we wrote specifically for the students enrolled. Um, so right at their level of comfort with speaking, we have some of our students are actually incorporating sign language um, and, uh, and other sorts of communication devices um, in that show. So that will be um, premiering in June. Uh, we're continuing on with virtual service opportunities for our youth. So um, we had a big letter writing campaign. We asked for 600 letters for seniors in, at five different communities in Central Florida. And we actually received more like 800 letters, <laughs> which is incredible. Um, I had the pleasure wow. of delivering those by hand to the activity directors at those um, facilities. And I know for sure that those are putting a smile on some, um, some of our seniors' faces. Um, but we also have now, you know, started to get some opportunities for virtual performances for our partners. Um, we've taped a bunch of our students performing and sent that again to our senior living facility partners. We're also going to be providing a virtual performance um, for the Early Learning Coalition of Orange County's virtual gala this summer. Um, so, you know, that sort of important, meaningful virtual work um, is how we're continuing to live out our mission through our youth programs and our academy right now. Um, and I'm excited, you know, for what's to come, even um, as we continue to innovate. I think that there's going to be some some even greater things on the horizon. Yeah, I, our future is bright. And I, I think we're going to be mm -hmm. living in a world of yes and, right? We're going to be able to slowly re-enter back into in-person programs. But I don't know that we'll forsake mm -hmm. this technology and virtual world because it just helps us reach even more people. Um, and you have been a thought leader in that to help people stay creative and connected and, and being innovative in how we reach students uh, during this time. So we have, um, we're wrapping up this conversation. We have just a minute left, uh, but Leah, share with us why you think the arts are yeah, so important. Yeah, I think important. the arts continue to be vital um, because we're simply just not done telling our communities stories um, through this whole mm. event. I've met, I've had the privilege, it's opened doors for me to meet so many more people in different ways that I never expected. Um, and I've learned that I've only scraped the surface of our community and and the stories that we have to tell through the arts. Um, so I, I think that that's why it's so vital. It's going to give even more people a voice, I think, through these um, new you know pathways of of the arts. I love it. Leah, thank you for all that you do to reach students and create arts education experiences really for people of all ages. And I appreciate you yeah, joining us you so today and sharing me. your story. We want to hear your stories. So email us at artsmatter at cfcarts.com. Until next time, 